Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Ancient Health Podcast. And today we're going to talk about histamine, allergies, liver function, and also a very important condition that's associated with histamine known as mast cell activation syndrome. And then we're going to wrap it up talking about the foods that we may consume on a daily basis that has high histamine content. So first of all, what is histamine? Histamine is a neurochemical. It's a chemical produced by our cells in our body that actually acts as a cell mediator. It actually calls other cells in to help handle a problem especially when you're handling bacteria or parasites. When your body has an infection, your body uses certain types of cells to actually call in other cells to help clean up an issue. So histamine is often associated with high allergic response. Histamine can create symptoms such as arrhythmia, anxiety, high heart rate, nausea, vomiting, vertigo, Any type of condition of the gut, like leaky gut, diarrhea, bloating, all of these are associated with high histamine levels, and we often tag histamine as something that is bad. But the problem is, histamine is not broken down specifically in a proper way, but what is creating the high histamine response? And that is the question, why do you have high histamine anytime you go get a blood test? So that is often related to the liver. So we often take those minerals, those vitamins that help reduce histamine. Why? For some reason, your body is calling for more histamine. And when you do research, you find out that there are certain types of cells that actually produce histamine. Now, these are called mast cells, one type of cell that creates histamine. They also release cytokines and certain types of granules that actually help with pulling in those other cells. Heparin is another form that the mast cell produces. So let's put it this way. If you have high amounts of bacteria, parasites, or even a viral infection in a certain area, your mast cells, which are hanging around your lymph nodes, your arteries, your connective tissue, your lungs, anywhere that there could be high content of any type of infection, your body's prepared with the mast cell to release the histamine and the cytokines, which are a form of antibody, And they're there to help what? Call in for help. We want other white blood cells to come in and help eat up the infection. We want red blood cells to bring in nutrients to help heal the area. So we have the mast cells producing the histamine because there's an infection or a problem in the area. Mast cells are a form of white blood cells. It's all about immune and defense. So if you have a high histamine content in your body, you first have to examine if you've ever had a chronic infection in the past. Have you had chronic strep? Have you had chronic staph infection? Have you ever had Epstein-Barr infection in the body or a chronic viral infection such as a herpes-type virus? If you've had that when you're young and when you're present, or if you have a marker in your blood, those can be good indications that the body has called the mast cells in to actually release histamine to help fight off the infection. But what does that do to the body? It allows histamines to stay in high amounts in the blood. And now when you go out into your regular morning, especially in the springtime, and you encounter what? Pollen, new mold, 
the wind from another area of the country bringing in some form of flower pollen. You breathe it in and you start to have a histamine reaction. So you have these histamine reactions going on in the body. You start to become allergic to everything, everything you start to breathe in, even everything you start to eat, because now the histamine is calling in your other white blood cells to come and tag these foreign objects in the body, making them enemies. And what did your brain and your neurology do? It takes note, even your lymph nodes, they take note of what is tagged as an enemy. So you get into a chronic inflammatory state. And that's why you have high histamine, high allergic responses, and you can actually lead into a mass cell activation syndrome. These are just a few aspects of histamine. I know that many allergists and immunologists have many different types of views about how mast cell works and how these cell mediators work. So please keep doing research, but I want to give you some of the nuts and bolts. So when we talk about the histamine and liver function, I want you to know that your genetics have a lot to do with how your body breaks down histamine. Many individuals talk about getting down to the core. They talk about getting down to the root cause. And what we're talking about is your genetics. Why would you even respond to histamine? Or why would you not even break down histamine properly? So remember, number one, there could be an infection present. Even heavy medical literature and huge medical hospitals and clinical research says that parasites and bacteria are some of the highest causes for your histamine to be released. So with parasites or bacteria, you could think about parasites being in your water, like protozoa bacteria, which is often found in city water sources, in your fruits and vegetables, in your water sources like lakes and rivers. Then you have bacteria, E. coli, H. pylori, salmonella, things you get in your food sources, even strep and staph. Now this is not to sound scary or negative, it's just the reality that there are different types of infections that can overgrow in the body and your body will produce the histamine in response. So, how does the liver respond? Well, the liver is there to do a few actions. They help you with detoxification. The liver helps you detoxify with phase one and phase two detox. It also helps you rebuild ligaments and body tissue through DNA and RNA and connective tissue rebuilding. It, and it helps you with immune function. It helps you absorb vitamin D. This is just a few things that the liver does. There's a process that's called methylation. Now I want to talk about this in a very simple format. There are many cycles in the body in the cells. There's the tetrabiopterin, there is the methylation cycle, there's a homocysteine cycle, there's the Krebs cycle, there is the histamine pathway. There are many cycles within our cells that are there to regulate and balance us in response to infections, to autoimmune issues, to any type of genetic variance we may have. So with the liver, the liver is actively trying to get the folate out of your diet. This is methylation, and hopefully I say it in a very good nutshell. But methylation is when your body tries to take B9, which is folate, and it breaks the folate down to a usable form. So you hear about folate or folic acid that's in what? Orange juice, leafy greens. Your body breaks that down and then uses that form of the breakdown, like folinic acid, and actually helps you with B12 processing. So B12 can be found in your proteins. It can be found in certain food sources, certain leafy greens. So you take the B12 and you break it down. B9 helps B12 break down properly, and you create a substance called methionine. And methionine is a methyl donor, CH3, carbon and three hydrogens. And that methionine is eventually created to, into SAMe. 
So here's a process. SAMe is a substance that's a methyl donor. You need carbon and hydrogen to help you with all your genetic processes. Literally, the carbon and hydrogen will actually, what, touch into and actually attach to certain parts of your chromosomes to help you with certain processes. Literally attach to the chromosome and these small strings that reach off of the chromosomes called telomeres. So you have a methyl donor, SAMe. Have you heard of that? It's a methyl group donor and it has high amounts in individuals that are usually more healthy. Low amounts of SAMe are in individuals who are usually sickly. Here's the important part. Methylation helps with the production of SAMe. SAMe also helps the breakdown of histamine. There is a gene in your body called the HNMT. And there is another gene called a DAO. Now, HNMT and DAO. Now, histamine can be found in the body within the brain. It can also be found in the normal body tissues. HNMT and DAO both have huge roles in breaking down the histamine that is in excess in the brain that could keep you up and anxious all day and also to help break it down in the body that could also cause leaky gut and digestive issues. Do you see the importance of the gene? The methyl group is there to help process. The SAMe is help processing the HNMT, helping activate it so that you can break down histamine. So you have to have a properly working liver to create the SAMe to help you break down the histamine. So what if your liver is in fatty liver state? What if your liver is toxic? What if your liver is not functioning at 100%? You may not be able to run your methylation cycle that will in turn eventually help you break down your histamine. So when we take things to help with our histamine, there's a great substance called, or a great product called, orthomolecular dehist, D-H-I-S-T. And when you look at it, it has really good antihistamines. And antihistamines help with what? The breakdown of histamine in the blood. But if those substances or those supplements have the proper nutrients to help you with histamine breakdown, you are golden. I want you to remember it does result, revolve around the function of the liver to literally help you with proper histamine breakdown. You need to activate in proper forms the HNMT and the DAO. Many of you have heard of DAO. There's many good supplements out there that help with the breakdown. But if you look at the ingredients, the ingredients entail vitamins and minerals and certain herbs that have been known to activate these genes to help you with excessive histamine. So I hope that explains it in a simple, basic format. In my arena, I like to start with certain herbs to help with the liver methylation. I love Vidanga. Vidanga is a really good Ayurvedic herb that helps not only with parasitic infections, but it's been known to help with homocyst I mean, homocysteine and methylation pathways. And I love to use Shisandra. Shisandra is a really good berry that has been known to help with glutathione production. When your sisandra is in your liver, it helps with proper antioxidant glutathione production and cleans out the liver gently. I love shisandra. I do love the vidanga. And I like to use a substance called Chinese coptis. Even though it's an antimicrobial, I find that these three, you don't have to take all these three at once, but these have been shown to help with liver and gallbladder function. So I want to help my patients in the office start to gently cleanse the liver. 
I think that there are many good herbs. I want to give you a basic format, but another one that we often hear about is milk thistle. That's a really good liver cleanser. But when you find the herb that works for you, you want it to nourish the liver. This will free up space within the liver to actually help run its regular processes. But I do want you to understand that phase one and phase two detoxification in the liver has to do with proper amounts of certain vitamins and minerals. Now you can write this down, but I want you to know that you can look at certain histamine supplements that actually help with breaking it down. So you don't have to get too exhaustive. There's a really good one out there called Histamine Scavenger. It's a good supplement. Remember, I'm not promoting them. I've just seen it work really well with my patients. But B1, B2, B6, the proper form of B12, which helps with methylation. I love Shisandra Berry. And I find that the minerals such as magnesium, zinc, and forms of molybdenum, a good chelated form of molybdenum helps with phase one and phase two. These are just a few, but some of the basics that I've seen work really well. And let's not forget iodine. Now, if you have a thyroid issue, ask your primary care physician about this, but iodine also helps with the whole process because it helps turn on the energy within certain cycles to accentuate the methylation cycle. Not only do these help the methylation cycle, they help the Krebs cycle to help you produce energy. So please look into these types of minerals and vitamins because they are vital for your basic functions in everyday life. Do I take a form of them every day? Yes. Will I have to take them the rest of my life? Probably so, if I don't get them in my food sources. Food is medicine. If you eat really good leafy greens, if you eat foods that are high and rich in vitamin B minerals and vitamins that, such as vitamin D and C, you're going to be able to what? Build a good stamina in the body so you don't have to take many supplements. I want you to know that they help with your methylation. That's how basic minerals and vitamins are used to help with the processing in the liver and the genetics. Then you start to see that you won't need substances like SAMe. Many people have to take SAMe straight because they don't have enough methyl donors because their livers are what? Congested and sick. So check into histamine scavenger. Check into these vitamins and minerals. Look into supplements that help with methylation, and you'll start to see when you help your liver methylate, what happens to your histamine levels? They start to go down. What happens to your anxiety? Reduces your heart palpitations, and also you'll start to see your digestive systems start to work better. Now, if you ever take a supplement and it makes your symptoms worse, you need to discontinue because you don't want to take anything that makes you overmethylate. So, there are three rules. You want a good supplement to help you with better bowel movements, better sleep, and sustained energy. If a supplement makes you go in the opposite direction, then you need to discontinue it. So we're working on the liver. In Chinese medicine, we also say emotionally, you need to work on anger. If there's anger in your body, if there's resentment and frustration, one of the biggest things that we often forget is that in our lives, if we ever feel that our territory, if our identity, if something is taken away from us, we get into a defensive mode. Our time, our care, our love, our money, if those are taken away from you, it has been shown neurologically to have an effect with the gallbladder and liver, which are paired organs. If this is the case, then the liver and gallbladder can actually, what, swell up. And this can cause a dysfunction within the methylation. 
recognizing and understanding that there could be some form of loss or territory being taken away that can build up anger, frustration, or resentment can do what to the methylation cycle? It can disrupt your methylation cycle, which makes your body have what? Dirty blood. It will do what to your histamine levels? Screw them up. Make them stay in high amounts. Yes, psychological, emotional problems can affect the liver and gallbladder function. This is just one aspect of the liver. But that's why I ask individuals, if you have hidden resentment or frustration, please look into the work of emotional techniques or neurological techniques to help alleviate that, such as neurofeedback. Neurofeedback lens therapy. There's many forms of neurofeedback. It helps with balancing the brain connection to the organs. And also EFT tapping. Many individuals think that that's unusual, but really it's about tapping the acupuncture points to bring balance to the whole electrical system to allow your organs to process the emotions properly. It will help free up neurological space. These are just as important as looking into Shisandra or Milk Thistle or any of the supplements I just mentioned. So when we're talking about emotions, resentment, and frustration, please review that and see if there's any in your past or history or if your family line has it because can the emotions break down and come into the genetic line? Yes, it can. So we're talking about emotions. We talked about the biochemistry. And we know that the liver methylation is a huge problem if histamine's high. Now, what about mast cell activation syndrome? So we talked about how mast cells respond with creating more histamine or releasing histamine in cell mediators, such as heparin or even cytokine. These are those inflammatory-causing substances that actually are there to help you. Now, if mast cells are in high amounts, look into and check if there's any history of Epstein-Barr virus, strep, staph, Lyme disease, or even parasitic infections. I'm not promoting any lab, but if you've had labs and they show up to be what, negative? Well, I've had strep, I've had staph testing, I've had parasite, and they showed negative. There are labs out there that may not test for the full amount of the protein coating or the substances of these infections, and you may get a false negative. So I do like certain labs, and I'm not promoting them on my behalf, but Microgen, Microgen DX is a really good lab. That's a place where you can go and get many types of infections tested for through body fluid testing and blood testing. Please look into that because if you suspect that you have an infection from the past, like an old strep or staph, an old mycoplasma, an old pneumonia, if you've ever had those, please get those rechecked from a lab that has extensive testing because if that's the case, this could be causing the mast cells to be sticking around in the system and causing a high histamine response. Test for these substances, these infections. Mast cell activation syndrome is when you have unexplained arrhythmia, heart problems, the rashes, the eczema, when you have high blood pressure, when you have inflammation all over the skin, quite a bit of uh, anxiety or nausea, digestive issues or flushing, when these hit you all of a sudden and you do not know what is happening, you go to the doctor, your blood work is normal. Get the histamine checked and see if histamine is in high amounts. If it is, something is activating your mast cells. I'm not claiming to have the answer for mast cell activation. I'm saying this is what I think could be associated with it. From what I've seen with patients in my office, I've seen them get very good help 
with their liver methylation, with getting them on certain B vitamins and minerals and helping them with herbs such as the schisandra and golden thread to not only reduce the liver toxicity, but also to help with certain infections. When we've tested patients, I found that they've had certain types of bacteria, viruses, even mold and fungus, candida, certain types of parasites. Not everybody's the same. They all have different infections. But I found that whenever we started to clear those infections out, it didn't cause the mast cells to have to release the histamine in high amounts, especially when the time of season came in where there's more pollen, dust, mold in the air, when there's more lawn care, more pesticides, more glyphosates in the air. If you can reduce the mast cell activation, you may not be so responsive to all the things that are in the air during the spring or fall season. So a gentle cleansing, a gentle cleansing of infections in the body will actually help with mast cell mediated histamine release. That's my opinion. But I want you to research this. When I talked about the golden thread, golden thread is Chinese coptis. I see it work really, really well with helping with overall general infections. I also love neem, N-E-E-M. It's called Malia Supreme. I love this, this supplement too because it helps with overall antimicrobial action. Now, you don't want to take it in high amounts, either one of these. You don't shoot both of them at the same time. But I always recommend that whenever you're taking something, what, what is the one you're drawn to? you gravitate towards. Ask your primary care doctor, ask your physician if this is something that's for you. But whenever you take a substance that helps with reducing any infection, remember you don't want to stay in bed and be over toxic. You don't want to be in a state where you feel like I can't get up and work. You want a nice gentle cleansing. So that's why I always tell the patient, okay, remember that it needs to help you stay sleeping, that your sleep shouldn't be disturbed. Your bowel movement should not get worse. Your energy should not get lower. In fact, it should be helping it. That's what makes a good supplement a good supplement for your body type. Also, a lot of supplements are great, but you have to find the one that's bio-individual for you. So look in those two. I also like to add in olive leaf. Olive leaf is such a great antimicrobial. It's a high antioxidant. But these are some of the supplements I found that really do a good job with clearing out not just one microbial, but many. So we looked at the microbial aspect of MCAS, what could be suspected. Now, with the mast cells going in high amount, I also like to use certain herbs as a general allergic response remedy kit at home. Now, I'm not saying take all of these. I'm saying these are the ones I find work well, and I want you to research them. Kamu. Kamu, Kamu, C-A-M-U. Uh, these can be found on Supreme Nutrition Products website. Kamu Supreme is a good uh, anti-allergic um, berry. And it also helps with high vitamin C. It helps with vitamin C. It's not had the highest amount of vitamin C, but it does have a form of vitamin C in there that helps with immune function. Also, Mirinda, which is known as Noni. Elderberry. Elderberry is such a great antiviral, but it also helps with immune function. Elderberry, Mirinda, and Kamu. And one of the last ones I really like is going to be reishi. Sorry, almost slipped my mind. Reishi Supreme. It's a great mushroom that helps with allergic responses. So these are four that I find that if you have chronic allergies, choose one of them and find out if it helps with your allergies. I've seen it do wonders, especially the reishi. I also throw in one that I use. It's called My Community Immune Support by Host Defense. Host Defense is the, is the um, 
company. It is a multi-mushroom that has reishi, shiitake, lion's mane, cordyceps, such good immune builders, and it helps with brain function. So this in itself, I found that they help with your overall histamine response. When you start to clean up the liver methylation and start to work on the infection states, they help with histamine response. But remember, do not get overwhelmed. You can use a gentle liver cleansing like the Shisandra. You can do one every other day. If you have suspected old infections, get those tested. See if those are there. And first, maybe look into Golden Thread or Malia to help clean those out. And then this will take pressure off your methylation cycle. If you keep having high histamine or MCAS, I would highly recommend that you get a gene report. My friend Dr. Jay Dunn, she does a gene report called My Happy Genes. Yes, My Happy Genes, G-E-N-E-S dot com. And you can get an extensive gene report through saliva testing that allows you to look into the HNMT and the DAO. You also want to look at the MTHFR, which is part of the methylation, the MTRR, and the VDR. It gives you all of these. It gives you over 400 different types of genes, and it tells you why they're not functioning 100%. And they can give you a report that tells you which vitamins and minerals help with the processing of your genes. Does it mean you go out and take every single supplement? No. But it's good information to make you understand why you may have the MCAS. When you see why your HNMT and your genetics are not allowing you to break down histamine in the brain or in the body, you go, that is why if I had this old infection, it could create this problem in my body where I'm not being able to break down these high inflammatory mediators in my blood. So please look into that genetic test. Now they have on the website where you can get in touch with good practitioners that allow you to have those practitioners guide you through the actual report. I'm certified. I've taken many of the classes. I've got triple level certified, much extensive testing and studying of genetics, which I love to do because I nerd out that way. But I want you guys to look into that. If you keep having MCAS, it will give you so much answers to get your genes re uh, tested and the reports done. So I hope this is a good backdrop. I hope this helps you understand some MCAS, why it could be occurring, what you can do to help find out about histamine responses, why your cytokines are so high in your body because it also gives you indications in the gene report why you could be having them. And the last thing I want to talk about is certain types of food that contain high amounts of histamine. Now, when I talk about this, remember, I'm not saying if you eat them, you're doing anything bad. I myself have eaten these foods. I, I eat them, but when my histamine levels are in control, I can't eat them. But here's a few that we commonly see in the U.S. and around the world. Aged cheese. Cheese is something we often love, but it can be heavy in histamines. Alcohol. Alcohol, which many people love to enjoy with a cocktail or a glass of wine, that can be high in histamine. Also, processed or preserved meats. Anything that's been processed or aged very long could have high histamines in the meat sources. Basically pickled foods such as kimchi, sauerkraut, those types of fermented foods can be high in histamine. Shellfish, avocados. Many people love avocados. I do too. I can't eat many of them, but they are high in histamine. So if you ever have a reaction and you're eating these foods, you may want to reduce them because they can have high levels of histamine within them. Also, uh, eggplant and spinach. Eggplant is often used with patients uh, in their cooking. They love Mediterranean cooking, which I love too. And spinach is always put into smoothies. 
always in a green smoothie or green juices, but they can have high histamine as well. So I'm not saying you have to stop drink, eating these foods forever. That is not the case. What I'm saying is that whenever you have these in high amounts, and you're trying to get rid of the inflammatory process in the body. Look at these steps I just mentioned. Get some infections tested for. Reduce these foods and see if it helps you with what? Getting rid of the anxiety, the heart palpitations, the chronic coughing and congestion and mucus in your body, the rashes, the allergic responses. See if it helps you with your every year seasonal allergies. I hope this was a good basic understanding of MCAS, histamine response, and the liver. I know it's a lot to take in, guys, but I want you guys to have the tools to understand why you may have those non-understood, those intermittent allergy reactions that have no explanation. Okay, guys? I don't know if that's a great word, non-understood, but you get my point. I hope you guys have a great day. Please DM us if you have any questions at the Health Institute. On Instagram, we have our YouTube channel. Please ask us any questions at the bottom. You can fill in underneath the show notes. We're going to make links to the supplements we just mentioned in the show notes. And if you guys have any other questions, you can visit Dr. Motley, spelled out. I have Instagram videos. I do different types of videos that try to explain as much as I can and help you in any way possible. So give us a visit. Send us a question. I hope you have a blessed day. Take it easy. Talk soon. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.